hello and welcome to episode 228 of the Gaming Fix podcast on June 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Andre Cole, aka The Wet Gamer, aka your partner's favorite video game controller. I'm joined today by Pat. I like a, I guess, I guess it's the dual sense. I don't know. That feels like a boring answer, but it's, a, it's, it's either a good the hand feel. Yeah. It's either the dual sense or a steam controller, actually. Nope. Because well, I love how that's unexpected. That thing is. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I know. I know. So not, not it because of the ergonomics, League. but because of the, uh, the experience. Also because of the ergonomics. Okay, the thing okay. is I have big hands mm-hmm. and so the steam controller is like actually fits my hands better okay. than a dual sense i uh, i had a prototype steam controller which had those things were rough. it was <laughs> it was two track pads there's this track pad on either side like weird four buttons in the middle uh that were like oh it'll be like a touchpad thing like a dual shock four before a dual shock four but it's not that yet and then, like, the triggers and, like, stuff on the back. Uh, eventually, the micro B cable or whatever broke because it's a micro B cable. And that's what they do. Or micro B, mm-hmm. micro B port. Uh, it is what it is, and it broke. So it does, no longer functions. I think it was weird. But uh, so I, I've never touched an official proto or production Steam controller sure yeah but uh yeah uh, i'm definitely in the dual sense is very good and going back to like a dual shock four or a dual shock three i'm sure would be very odd and just not quite right yeah yeah uh yeah i do like those triggers a lot on the dual sense even Um, without the haptic stuff it's just they're feels good yeah steam controller is good for anything where you're not uh aiming with mm. the camera i feel um it the that uh that circle pad that has the haptics in it feels good for like emulating a mouse cursor um but it doesn't feel great for controlling a camera mm. uh so it's but like it's perfect for rocket league because you don't really use the stick camera much you're basically just switching between ball cam and free um, cam yeah like looking in front of you when you're in the free cam you're not like rotating it around much Mm -hmm. uh and and actually it's a rare case where the circle pad feels fine for rotating it around in free look if you need to because it's the way it it like translates is you just like sort of touch part of it and then it whips the camera around to where you're touching basically um and the the back buttons on it are really good for certain controls in rocket league because mm-hmm. you want to be able to always have your fingers on um the 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 uh gas and boost and sure. um but you also need to be able to hit power slide and break and or power slide yeah power slide and break because uh, power slide is how you roll in the air and jump and so it's like most people will play it with their f- two fingers on shoulder buttons and then middle fingers on their index fingers on shoulder buttons and their middle fingers on the triggers. Mm. I cannot hold a controller like that. It makes my hand cramp within like seconds. I've always Uh, been curious if people actually like how many people actually game like that because 
like sometimes if I'm sitting on a load screen, I'll put like all four fingers and just kind of like push the buttons around. But that has become rarer and rarer these days because of load times becoming uh, very reduced. But or, you know, people get real weird with their controller grips. You know, you've got the claw grips for Monster Hunter and stuff like that. It's very bizarre. Uh, yeah yeah it's uh it doesn't uh it does it it that control scheme that's how my friend that i play most with plays it and mm -hmm. i don't have the ability to do that control scheme but there's the back plate buttons on the steam controller that are perfect for for that kind of stuff so sure and uh actually interestingly not really in the news because it's just a rumor but supposedly sony has an official first party pro controller type thing coming out soon or being announced soon with swappable sticks and trigger stops and actual back buttons, not an add on. So you have to buy a whole controller for it, but does that intrigue never... you at all? Uh, maybe. I mean, I like my Xbox elite controller too. Um, part of the reason that I like the steam controller so much is it's like very low latency wireless and it sure. just, it works it's the kind of wireless that i prefer which is just you plug a dongle in yeah i don't like fucking with bluetooth um it's so unreliable on windows that it, yeah I, I i just like i just want to plug a dongle in um like with logitech stuff or whatever yeah um and uh so the the steam controller is just that little piece that you plug in if they released a playstation controller that just had a little dongle that you plug in that would be great to use MPC. I sure. don't think that they ever will because I they, don't think Sony gives a shit about whether or not you can use the controller on your PC. They, they let you. It works. It's, but. I feel like they're, I mean, they're putting DualSense drivers and like that stuff yeah. is usable on PC. It I exists. feel like, you know, doing a, a simple dongle type thing like, oh, here, just plug and play with your DualSense. It would be a smart move for them. Uh, Yes. Does Sony always I mean, make the, the smart Microsoft, move these days? No, but it would be Microsoft cool if Microsoft dongles are never in style. Like, I don't even know if they currently they don't think are they make any, them. I don't, don't think they make them, make them anymore. anymore. And There's so like that's the... Era. I had been using my Xbox Elite controller, which is a great controller. I love... I have the first series, but still, it still holds up really well. Um, and that... But I had to I had, it, I had to use it plugged in because I don't have one of their mm. dongles. And it sucked. I, like, using it plugged in was frustrating. So uh, at some point, like a couple months ago, I was like, what if I tried the Steam controller with this? Because that's mm -hmm. much more convenient and it's great. So nice. um, that's kind of the only game I play with a controller consistently uh, is is uh, Rocket League. Although my friends and I got into, n nearly came to blows uh, over Discord about using a controller versus mouse and keyboard for destiny uh which was a funny argument <laughs> it it feel it's a good controller game but i mean it feels better on mouse and keyboard it, it's just very it, it feels good on controller uh so i don't sure see, i just yeah i mean if you feel better on mouse and keyboard play it on mouse and keyboard yeah. if you feel good on controller play on controller there is no and there is no like hard benefit or not benefit either way just play how you want like yes but if you're making an empirical objective argument the fact that the only reason that controller works is because there's a degree of auto aim sure that should tell you 
that it is an inferior eh. method for precision control than a mouse I and mean, keyboard. It, but like Destiny, you don't need precision control. No, 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 no. So... I know. I'm more making a statement about shooters in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shooters in general, I am with you. Destiny is, the, is this... so good on controller that either way, I think you're fine. And it's fine because it's a PvE game, so I don't there, care. There, there is uh, there is one thing that is better on PC and could be fixed with a pro, pro controller or an Xbox Elite controller or a back button attachment on the PS4, you know, what have you. And that is when you are reviving or, like, activating things and you have to hold down a button. I think it's mm-hmm. square on, on console, on PlayStation at least, I think. It's been a while since I played, but... If you're, like, reviving an ally, you have to take your finger, you have to take your thumb off the stick to uh, pick up your ally. So that's where just, like, if you have the back button, then you can aim and still shoot. So in that way, mouse Mm -hmm. keyboard, by default, uh, compared to, like, a dual sense, is better. No, it... But... It makes me mad because it's it's definitely uh, a a part of um, my... Uh, problems with ha- part of the reason I stopped playing Halo mm. is I was having a great time with it, but as more and more people started playing it, the controller auto aim on that game is it is you are at a significant disadvantage to play with a mouse and keyboard. And so I was kind of like, well, I fucking hate playing with a controller, so I guess yeah. I goodbye. <laughs> uh, because I don't want to do. I think you can turn off crossplay. Like I think you can make it so you only yeah. play with mouse and keyboard people. But I don't want to. I don't want to like cut the pool down to a third of what it yeah. is. So I Definitely. was just like, you know what? Fine. It's not. This is a. This is a console shooter made for controllers. It's yeah. Not for me. Uh. It. It is a. Uh... Yeah. The Halo is a whole thing, and maybe I'll check in on it again someday. Apparently, they're adding like microtransactions to. Master Chief Collection. I was like, but I don't know. Mm. I don't. I don't know anything about that. Uh, what I do know is that this week we played some video games. You yeah. played well. You played more arguable, video games than right. I did. I played uh, two games, and I have already talked about both those games on the podcast. Uh, so you have played. I assume two new games. One new game and one game that I don't know what it is. Uh, but tell me yeah. about Neon White. Because I love Donut County, so Ben Esposito <laughs> can do no wrong in my book. Do- Do- Donut County is good. I never had the same... I quietly... That was one of those where I was like quietly happy that everybody else was having such a good time. Because okay. I thought that... that it was only me. I was and... the only one having a good time. Or having there a very good pe- time. No, I but... think Allison loves... I think Allison really Maybe. loves that game. Not as much um, as me. I I liked aspects of the writing in Donut County, but I found the gameplay pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cute. Yeah. But I didn't... It's not challenging. And no. that's kind of... I you're mean, a hardcore you know, gamer, the, you, yeah, exactly. You to... Yeah, and no, really, seriously though, anymore because I've as I, I've I've definitely developed to where like I would rather just read or watch. Yeah, if there's if it's just going to be if and this I'm not trying to dunk on Donut County. This is a preference thing. This isn't yeah. a criticism. Of Absolutely. The game. Um, but I I, uh, I I appreciated the aesthetic and the writing in Donut County quite a bit. 
Um, anyway, Neon White, I had kind of, I saw the first trailer for it, and I was like, okay, this sounds good, and then I kind of forgot about it, and then I saw that it was coming out, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to get it right when it comes out, because I don't know, it's, who knows. Because you hate it's Donut kinda... County, and... <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I heard them talking about it a little bit on Nextlander, and um, decided to pick it up, and oh boy, there was... There was a moment where I was like, "Is this my favorite game of the year so far?" And then I went, "No way!" There's Elden Ring came out this year, so <laughs> that that can't be. Uh, Neon White is not is is not uh, moving Elden Ring from the top of my list, but it is yet really good. Uh, okay. So, if for people who haven't seen, which I don't know, this game is not like setting the world on fire. I don't think neither Donut County. But, it seems like um, everyone who's playing it is really liking it yes but that it doesn't i mean it has like a couple thousand steam reviews you know it's not like it's Mm -hmm. blowing up um but uh it is a first person shooter but it's really more of a first person platformer than it is a shooter Mm -hmm. um the platforming is a lot more significant than the shooting in terms of like the what you're doing but it's good and it works really well and the thing that's cool about it is that you are moving through very short, discrete levels, and they all have a very similar aesthetic. Uh, and you are you have to kill all of the enemies in the level, but the level is like a track, so it's 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 almost closer to something like a res than it is to something like Doom, um, because you, you're you're not going you're not like exploring really. Well, you kind of are. I'll get to that in a minute, but generally basic premise you're just going through the level as fast as you can and the weapons come in the form of these cards uh and you there's no like weapon models the game is very sparse visually which is Mm -hmm. fine i think for what it's doing uh but you pick up the card and then it shows your cards in the lower lower right and um as you shoot it it kind of depletes the ammo in the gun but then also you can right click to do a special generally like movement ability with the gun but it discards the card so for example like the most basic weapon in the game is the pistol you pick up the pistol and it doesn't do a lot of damage but you, the enemies die really quickly they don't have a lot of health uh they're they're not spongy at all it's like two or three hits with a pistol to kill most things and a lot of stuff will die in one uh the only enemies that are a little bit stronger the other weapons kill them quick too. Uh, and they're very designed. Everything is hand placed. So there's no, yeah. it's not like, will you get the pistol or not? It's like, no, no, no. If the pistol is there, it serves a specific purpose in the level design. Yeah. So the pistol, you know, semi automatic firing does a mid range of damage. When you right click, it gives you a double jump, but you also throw it away when you do the right click. So, like a Yoshi. You could, yeah exactly you put the gun under your feet and then kick off the gun yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how um <laughs> uh, new york is how gonna be rampant work. with people double jumping all over the place off their guns mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's just gonna be guns raining down in the street as they people move about the rooftops it's the america um, the gop wants exactly yeah exactly yeah uh, they're gonna get it i think um and then i don't know Everyone mm-hmm. will have guns, and we'll all kill each other, mm-hmm. and then yep. the world will be a better place, probably. <laughs> anyway. Um, sorry, listener, uh, but hey. No, yeah, sorry. It's, it's been a rough week. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
anyway, uh, yeah, so then there's like, and there's not that many weapons, actually. There's like the, the handgun does that. The rifle is like a semi-automatic rifle, and when you right-click, it gives you like a dash forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also use the dash to blast through certain breakable objects. There is a SMG that when you right-click, it does like a stomp. So you can stomp through the ground, but you can also stomp down and kill enemies from above. All the movement abilities, except not all of them. Yeah. All of them except the double jump, I think, also will kill stuff if you do it through them. Like if you dash through an enemy, it'll yeah. kill them. Um, there is a assault rifle that it fires like a, a a grenade with its right click, but you you use it as a movement ability. It'll like it's like a rocket jump because um, right. it doesn't damage you. So uh, you you kill stuff with it and rocket jump with it, uh, and then your health is like. You only have three, you can only take three hits. You have like three little hearts. And the enemies shoot in pretty slow, predictable patterns. Sometimes it's a little bit bullet helly, but generally it's very easy to not get hit by the enemies. Um, and I'm about a third, a little over a third of the way through the game. So I don't know how hard it gets later on in terms of the, the, the shooting stuff. Generally, the difficulty does not come from dealing with the enemies. It comes from getting your time down. So yeah. that's the part that's really cool and um, I don't want to say addictive, but certainly gave me the like, I'm going to keep playing. I actually had to force myself to go to bed last night because I was playing it and um, it, it, I wanted to keep going. Um, so what are, what are there any sort of so there's enemies throughout the level. Is there any sort of requirement as you're playing through a level like, oh, you have to kill all the enemies in this yes, level? You or... have to kill all the enemies in order okay. to progress in any level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is a that is the get the exit gate crystal thing that you touch at the end to mm-hmm. to finish doesn't it has a like wall around it unless you kill all the enemies. Right. Okay. Um, but there are also enemies that are like floating balloon guys and they don't shoot at you and you have to hit you just run into them and then they boost you in the air just a target kind of thing okay they're not even target you don't even shoot them because you jump on them usually for the platforming and they boost you so or they you know make you jump up um like a paracoupa exactly so uh the enemy thing is like again it's if don't come to this if you're looking for a shooter ass shooter because the 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 guns feel good to shoot and it's satisfying to like pop off the enemies while you're running through the level but is not the challenge does not come from the shooting it comes from instead the time so and what happens is you play the level you're trying to get a certain time so there's metals there's like bronze silver gold and ace and it's generally pretty easy to get the gold uh you just got to get good at running through the path and the, none of them have taken me more than like two tries to get the gold of the levels and i've played let's see 33 levels 34 levels i think i think there's around 100 levels in the game that's maybe a um, little over that yeah i mean I, keep I in mind the levels short, all take but... like 30 seconds so um but with that very with short that, yeah but with that many levels and it, if the idea is you're supposed to get really good at or get your times down well yeah then... So you start, and then you when you get the gold medal, you unlock... When you get the silver medal, you unlock ghost, so you can see your ghost, mm-hmm. so you can try to be faster than your ghost. When you, when you hit gold, you unlock a little hint for a shortcut, and it's oh, stuff okay. that's... A few of them I figured out on my own. When you figure them out on your own, you feel really smart. And you can turn them off if you, if you only ever want to find them on your own. You can always right. check it. But I don't do that. I just play with the hint, because I think it's... That's the way it's... It, that's what it defaults to, is to show sure. you the hint. 
Um, and there's usually some execution involved. It's a little trickier to, to do it with the hint. And it'll be things like, instead of jumping on these exploding barrels and going up this this tower and then stomping down with an SMG, if instead you just shoot the barrels with the rifle from further away, which is harder to do because you have to aim a little bit, and then don't even go up the tower and just go left and dash across this gap, then you can mm. shave off like five seconds of time. Um, so that's kind of what these shortcuts give you. And sometimes you look at them and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed, how does that help me? Um, but then you realize, and it's got a nice like click, that stuff almost feels like playing Portal or something, mm-hmm. where it's it's like there's a bit of a puzzle hidden in the level. Yeah. Um, and then once you get the Ace Medal, you unlock the global leaderboards for the level, uh, and then you can start comparing your time against everybody else. You you always have friend leaderboards for every level. Sure. Um, the global leaderboards, and it's cool. Sometimes you look and you're like, "Wow, I actually beat the ace time by like six seconds." And then mm-hmm. I look and I'm like, "Wow, I'm actually in the top five thousand for this. That's great." And then other times you look and it's like, "Oh, I'm like forty thousandth." <laughs> uh, I think um, I think the leaderboards are across platforms. Uh, I heard uh, Dexlander said that Switch and PC are separate. Oh, okay. Because like the game that doesn't run sense. as fast. I c- <laughs> I cannot begin to imagine playing this game with a controller. I know we just yeah. had this conversation, mm-hmm. but yeah. in but particular it's like the, with this the game, fast paced and like this kind of it, it is all about aiming, precision yeah. movement and 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 like nailing like that that thing I just described is an actual of like going up the tower or dashing to the sure. left. That's that's the last level I played last night. That was sort of the the route. I don't know how you would aim to hit the barrels and not have to go up the tower with it's not that hard on a mouse and keyboard. It's you know, a little bit. I had to try it twice, but it, it's not that hard. I can't imagine doing it on a Switch controller. I like there's mm-hmm. no fucking way. Uh, well, the game so, runs at like half speed on the Switch, so you know. <laughs> I can't. That sounds like it would suck no, I, too. Part I, of don't, the, I don't yeah, actually I don't know, know but uh, yes, I, I've heard the performance is not. At, yeah, I don't know. Like obviously I, I not as PC, good as a PC, but to me, PC is the place to play this game. Yes. Um, and another nice thing about the way that this all works is you just have to hit the by default the F key, and it takes you right back to the start of the level. You just like good. hit F and then space bar. It'll show you mm-hmm. the like level start screen, but it's really just to. It's like we're started. started. Yeah, you restart, and so you just yeah. you hit F and space bar, and it takes like two seconds to restart the level, which makes it way more way less frustrating than if you had to go all the way through a menu or something. Um, so uh, so that stuff is really satisfying. And then there's also the other half of why this game is has its hooks in me. The story and narrative stuff, it turns out, is awesome. <laughs> it's okay. like so so good. It is Ben Esposito fucking loves anime. That's mm-hmm. what this game is telling <laughs> you. Um, it is it is it is the most anime ass like if you're into things like Cowboy Bebop and Helsing and uh and and like basically like 90s action anime, this game is screaming to <laughs> to, for, to get your attention. And um another and the real way that it crosses over with the the gameplay, like the narrative is told sort of through visual novel sequences. Yeah. Which because the gameplay is so compelling, it turns out I actually am really enjoying the way the story works and is told. Um, and it's really well paced. So just when you're like, okay, I've read enough, I've watched enough two people talking to each other, 
uh, from across the screen and text, uh, it's like, okay, we're going to do more of the gameplay. Uh, and there's an element of, uh, it's not really dating simmy and it's not really social linky the, you can find gifts in the levels and then you give those to the different main cast and it unlocks what dialogue. kind of gifts we find in so there's three main characters that you give gifts to and then two kind of less main characters that you give gifts to the three main characters that you give gifts to are like other ne- i should say the premise of this game narratively too the idea is you are sinners from hell that have been like pulled up into heaven to do an annual competition where they basically send a bunch of people to go and kill demons around heaven. And whoever kills the most demons and gets the best score gets to live in heaven for the next year, like with all of the people that are like got in on their own or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the, it knows that that fucking sucks. The whole point. I mean, it's very much like it is not, it is treating it as like these angels. Well, the angels aren't so bad. The believers is what they call them. The people that like got into heaven, I guess, naturally are all fucking assholes mm. and super shitty. And, uh, the center. And it's like very clear that like something, uh, part of why it's interesting is there's something fucking going on. Like there, there's some there's a pretty deep narrative about like like God hasn't shown up yet, but it's clear that there's something fucky going on and I don't know what it is, but uh it's it's really interesting. Um and in a and and a very anime esque like mind fuck what's happening sort of thing, I think, is is how it's gonna to pan out. So anyway, there's three main characters that you that are other neons. All the people that are competing are called neons. And it's neon violet, neon yellow, and neon red. And they're very tropey anime characters, but in a way that this is clearly, it's intentional, and yeah. he knows what he's doing with the writing. Uh, and the main character, Neon White, is voiced by the guy who voices Spike in the oh, dub huh. of Cowboy Bebop. So, like, you you immediately get, there's an authenticity there. Because, you know, he's, I, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he's, like, one of the most prolific and and well-known sure. voices in anime and and he does a really good job here uh the other voice actors sometimes it's it can be a little bit hit and miss but it's generally pretty good voice acting uh and the main story i think is fully voiced the side dialogue stuff from the gifts isn't all fully voiced but the main story is so uh you are the three the violet yellow and red are you know, trope, Violet's like the, uh, this game is also pretty horny, not in a, in, in a, a 90s anime way. way. Yeah. And in a 90s anime way, that's, that is understanding that, that it's 2022 and sure. Lots of different people are going to play this game. And so it's, it's not, you shouldn't be scared away by that because <laughs> it's not like, um, gross or, or anything. Um, but you have like, Neon Violet is the, like, uh, cute and hot, like, I'm gonna, like, she's, like, sadistic or whatever uh, <laughs> kind of trope character. Neon Yellow is the, like, very bro-y, he's your best friend dude kind of character. And then Neon Red is the, like, maybe former lover. You also have Amnesia, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't know, you can't remember your relationships to all these people, but they all seem to know you. And Neon Red is, like, the, like, maybe former lover sort of thing. 
And so for Violet, you're collecting these like plushy toys. Uh, for Neon Yellow, you're collecting, I think it's supposed to be beer, but there's this whole thing that like alcohol, the, the, the neons can't find it anywhere. So I don't know, but it's, it's, it's like a six pack. And then Neon Red is like this perfume or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, and then then there's two angels that are sort of side characters. One of them you're collecting cigars for, and the other one you're collecting. Um, I don't actually remember what the other ones is. He's like the angel bartender. He tends bar for the neons, but like it's a whole thing. They can't. All he has is water because <laughs> he can't get alcohol for them. Uh, so uh, it's 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 very much like. The neons aren't allowed to hang out in the nice parts, so he started this dive bar because he's an angel that's fascinated with them. So sure. it's a place for them to hang out, but all he has is water because he can't get a hold of anything else <laughs> for them. Uh, so uh, it's it's all that narrative stuff is really good. The side the the gift stuff, the side dialogue is good. Um, the the way that it works is you give them a gift and then it'll level you up on a track and then there'll be like dialogue parts, but then each character also has a set of side levels. They call them side quests, but they're basically like removed from the main game's rules and the time doesn't matter. They don't have leaderboards as far as I could tell. Maybe they're hidden in there. They don't show you them though. And there's no like medals for them. It's just get to the end, but it'll be things like violets have a bunch of like, traps and spikes all over the place so they're kind of like figure out how to get through this there's no enemies but the environment will kill you um there was one that i played yesterday that i won't spoil it i really want to spoil it but i won't yeah it had it was like serious best moment contender for me so far this year of like I got to what I thought was the end, and it it fucking owns you, <laughs> and it was so funny. Uh, it's just fantastic. Um, and then like yellows is, I don't remember the rules. One of them you can only use the discard abilities on cards, and one mm. of them you can you can't use the discard abilities on cards. I think. Um, sure. So anyway, it's a whole other set of levels that that as you pl- as you play through them, you get more story from the characters as well. Uh, and there's other little things if you do really well in the levels. Uh, like I'm playing it pretty obsessively, where I won't move on until I ace a level. Um, I'm not trying to like go up the leaderboards with every level, but I at least make sure that I get all the the gift and the 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 ace okay. on the level. And the gifts are cool in the gameplay because they're like they're the parts where you do some exploring because you'll see a gift and then it's like how the fuck do I get up there? And then it's not time based to get the gift. It's just take your time to figure out what you need to do to get up there. Definitely. Um, and so it gives it a little bit of more like explore the level, find the secret kind of fun. And then once you find the gift, it ends the level. So it's it's uh, you 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 don't have to get the gift and then finish it, which is, I think a good choice. So yeah, I, it's super recommended to anybody who's into kind of first person games and platformy games. This weirdly, I like third person platformers more than side scrollers. <laughs> so, um, the, the, I like that aspect of this, but, uh, it has, it has a lot of cool stuff going on and I don't know if it's really the kind of game that I'll keep playing after I finish it, but I definitely want to see where the story goes because it's, it's, pretty compelling i don't want to say too much about it because it it is more fun to discover it on your own but of course it 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 definitely has 
it unfolds in a way that's really interesting and it it is good anime but it is super 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 anime uh i can't it, it's i don't know how he threaded the needle without it feeling kind of appropriative because it doesn't i wouldn't say that it's shitty uh but it is it is like clearly very inspired by that in a way that works i think um so if you like and and i would also say that there's nothing to you have to perform reasonably well to get the gifts because to get to the gifts you have to at least get a i can't remember if you have to get a gold you might only need to get a silver to unlock the gifts showing mm. up in the level so and silver's pretty easy. So my point being, if you're turned off, if you think this is this isn't like super super hard or anything, getting through the game is is pr- pretty. I don't want to say simple, but it's not difficult. It's clear that the this is a really good example of a game that no that is is realizing with its design. If we just make, we don't have to even include difficulty options because you just make it so it's your reward like your it's performance based there's enough of a carrot there if you want to try to do really well but you can see the whole story even if you don't really want to bash your head against it and you just kind of want to breeze through it so um i i wouldn't be turned off by it if you think it's too if you think it's too difficult because you don't ever have to get an ace medal the only thing i think that you get narratively for getting the ace medal is there's this this like do you increase your rank? No, because you get the rank increase for gold. So there's nothing that you need to do to get the ace level. Like, the ace level just gives you the global leaderboard and makes me feel good. There's nothing <laughs> else that it gets you, so you don't have to get aces to see the story at all, um, which is cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's Neon White. I'm looking forward to picking that up eventually. My birthday's coming up. Maybe I'll grab it for that. Um, yeah, I think you will like it quite a lot. July, uh, it's gonna be it's ten percent off till July eighth, so maybe I'll I'll get it around then. But if I have yeah, any criticisms it. of it, it's it's you know visually it's pretty thin. Mm-hmm. I haven't found that to be detrimental. I at no point have I gone, oh this looks bad. Like I, they pointed that out in the next lender thing that it's pretty sparse visually. I actually think it works because it's so stylized. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's got know, it's got a very distinct style uh it's a weird so. looking game but it's pretty cool mm-hmm. hey have weird looking afterlife heaven type stuff that's totally cool mm-hmm. uh yep. all right well that's neon music White. great too music is very good nice i'm gonna pick up the soundtrack i think well is it is anything as good as quack anthem from Do- donut county um, that, is like, that was my jam is it's my just jam. such a Still. it's such a different it's such a different tone yeah. It's it's much more like, um, I don't even know if I'd say house music. It's I guess it's trance. It's kind of tr- okay. trancey, but it's 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 a lot of like drum and bass too, and like very fast, B- high BPM, um, to kind of go with the pace of what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it does have, I think there is a quack anthem contender Oof. on there now that I think about it. Okay, because the the music that plays when you're in like the hub area, and by hub area, it's not like you're menus you're not like walking yeah. around um but the music that plays when you get into conversations with people is pretty fucking good all right i'll look forward uh, to it so yeah yeah that one that that might be yeah. yeah you you are the first person i've heard talk about it who enjoys the story uh but really I'm i mean surprised. i've only heard like 
Nick Slander and Jeff Gersman talk about it, and they aren't necessarily super into like the nineties anime type stuff. I feel like I Vinny think. seemed to uh, maybe, imply yeah. that he thought the narrative was pretty interesting. Maybe uh, uh, I I was listening to it at like one point seven speed for sure. Yeah. So uh, and I also to listen to these I keep bringing them up week so week. you can. Uh, hear I don't everything. mean to just talk about other podcasts on this podcast but that is like the only those are the two video game podcasts i've listened to in 2022 is nextlander and, and gersman mm-hmm. so uh, i haven't listened to his thoughts on neon white but you you do i think you do have to have a certain appreciation for that 90s anime thing to to, yeah. to get into the story for sure because it is and it is also very referential um i th- th- there's uh there's it it doesn't say the name, but it like references other pieces of media sure. explicitly all the time. And it's not in a forced way. It doesn't feel shitty to me. It feels more like, well, these characters clearly exist in and, yeah, reality. They, they have experienced media. So they've watched The Matrix, you know, so mm-hmm. the, yeah, they're going to reference it sometimes. But I can see how that could be a turnoff for some people. There's uh, They spoil it on Next Lander. I won't spoil it here. There's one extremely funny that like actually had me laughing out loud moment <laughs> right. uh that is very good um but yeah uh it, it, you you kind of have to be okay with it's less the narrative i think it's more the characters the characters are super 90s trope anime tropey so if like if the guy who's like dude i'm gonna save your life next time is something you can't deal with like he's 100 percent like What's his name? Kanji from Persona 4? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except the, not an asshole. Act, act. He's like yeah, Kanji. Con- yeah. If Kanji was like a cuddly teddy bear from the beginning. Uh, so. Oh, you mean teddy? Of, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, but like you, you have to you have to be okay with the fact that he's a very exaggerated dude, bro. And that yeah. Violet is like, has the like cutesy girl with the sadistic side voice and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and like that stuff you have is just things you. I like that stuff because I like that tone and, and I like 90s anime, yeah. but I can see the characters being a turnoff for some people because they they could be annoying if you aren't right. on board. But you can also skip all that stuff and you can click through it so you don't have to hear the VO if you don't want to. You can probably turn the VO off too. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's Neon White and I look forward to playing it. I also look forward to hearing what this other game you put on the list is because you didn't tell oh, me what it is. God, yeah. So oh, I, oh, God. Oh, oh, yeah, boy. It's it's not it's not that bit, but uh, I bought the Snoop Dogg in Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> in Warzone or <laughs> no? So <laughs> what? earlier this week, earlier this what? week, uh, my friend messaged me and was like. Hey, do you do you want to get Vanguard for forty percent off? And I was like, No, oh, no. I'm, I will pick up Modern Warfare two when it comes out, but I don't want to buy Vanguard. And so then, and then the next day, he was like, Did you get the gift that I sent you? And it was a copy of Vanguard because it's the people that I played Modern Warfare twenty nineteen a lot with, and they really, yeah. really, 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 really want to try to recreate that magic. Which is just not gonna. Just, but just, but Modern Warfare um, is about to come. Yeah, like why? Vanguard does not sound like the game that. Um. You, so that you would want. I played a few hours of it with them last night. It's sure. fine. It's fun. It's better than Cold War. Um. I okay. was pretty disappointed in, in the feel of Cold War. I think Vanguard feels a lot better, and 
The thing that I really like about Vanguard that I hope makes its way to Modern Warfare 2 is they have just, it is just off the, it is like Fortnite almost levels of just wild bullshit that in terms of like the characters that are mm. present in Vanguard, like, like they have Attack on Titan stuff in there. What? You can play as the armored Titan and it's just the, like a big naked guy running around. There's a whole, like, a whole other angle of how okay. that's kind of fucked up because of Attack on Titans. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe not. I mean, it's hard to, and, yeah, and it's weird yeah, yeah. to put it in a World War II thing. All that's of this true. stuff is weird to put in a World War II thing. Yeah, I mean, like you can play as Mecha Godzilla. Uh, I thought I thought that stuff was all in Warzone. Like, it's I... not. It's also in Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing that made me go, okay, this is fun. This is really fucking stupid. Because <laughs> uh, the battle pass is the same for Warzone as it is for whatever game that's out and the packs that you can buy are. So, I see. Uh, so since I was gifted the game for free, I was looking at Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg came to Vanguard a few months ago, and I just was like, you know what? I think I need, I think I need D-O-double-G and he's my vanguard character now he has he comes with Wait. a gun called what he uh, i thought he was an announcer pack but he's in oh he, no Snoop Dogg you is play a, as is you, a no, model no no he's no, the, no. He's, okay yes yes um his bio because all the operators have the characters have bios and um he oh i found it here i think yeah Growing up in Long Beach, California, Snoop Dogg realized he had a talent for rapping at a young age and began to pursue it as a career. Now he is still releasing music and appearing as a media personality on multiple shows, but in his free time, he chooses to fight as an operator in Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, why not? He comes with a sniper rifle called Bong Ripper, uh, an assault <laughs> rifle called West Coast Bling, and an SMG called the Shiznit. <laughs> And all of them, all of them shoot like when you hit stuff with them, it's like a it's cloud like, of weed smoke. And when yeah. you hit like a wall, it's like a weed leaf, like bullet, like thing on the wall. It's and they have green tracer rounds. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> and he he has a finish. He has like a finishing move where he like offers a blunt to the person he's killing and stuff. It's <laughs> it's really. Good. It's really good, and he fully Snoop Dogg fully voiced this character too. So you're running around, and he's talking in addition yeah. to. <laughs> it's so funny and so dumb, and it's... It, uh, it it is it, it it makes it a lot more entertaining to to yeah. to, to kill Mecha Godzilla as Snoop Dogg, and and have him get. And then get like stomped on by a giant armored titan, not giant. They're not giant. They're mm-hmm. but there's like a finishing move. I can't. I don't remember if it's Godzilla has a finishing move where. And it's to be clear, it's like Godzilla is like a person with like a Godzilla mask on. So it's like an old style movie Godzilla. Yeah, except like from or... the neck down, it's like. Oh, they're dexterous, like a, like a person. Yeah, but but it, with like an outfit on, so it's kind of like a ghillie suit, sort of. What 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 was there was a there was a game with like a weird alien thing. 
Yeah. Was it a Sonic I... thing? No, it was, was it, oh God, what was it? It was no, a I Sonic thing? There was a Sonic? God, what was this? There was something that know. had that had a very similar, like, anthropomorphic animal or, like, creature turn, and then it was just, like, it's just a dude in a human suit, or it is just a yeah. human in, like, a, a suit. It might, was it for the Sonic at the Olympics game? There was oh, an yeah. Olympics game. Yes. There was an Olympics yes. game, and they put yes. Sonic in the game, about. but it was just yeah. a guy in a Sonic totally suit. Totally that. Yeah, this is like a ghillie suit, but the top, the head part, is a Godzilla mask. And sure. the eyes glow. And he has a finishing move where he, he like, breathes the cr- chromatic breath or whatever down your throat, and then, I like, it kills you. Uh, right. Okay. There's, I, like, a... There, it's, this is a different situation than... Um, advanced wars there's some portrayal things but you're describing all these things and i go you know world war ii happened a long time ago it's not a it's not a modern war uh per se but you know there's still like no problem putting all these ridiculous things and like making jokes out of it meanwhile advanced wars can't come out i'm just like i no i'm with you i don't don't know advanced wars should just come out (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah yeah But, uh, and, and, and I should really, really stress, I haven't played the single player for, for this game. The multiplayer has absolutely, well, I shouldn't say absolutely no, because there is a character that has like a Russian military uniform from World War II, but otherwise there's there's a lot of baggage there. And like the only context in which they show any kind of German military iconography in this game is in the con. There's a few calling cards where like Nazis are getting their shit rocked or like getting lit on fire or something. So this, this game is, I would say that this game is, is um, the silliness is, is not being like mashed up with, any actual like uh, it's i mean it's call of duty stuff. it's never um, like i wouldn't say call of duty's handling things sensitively at no like, no for whole, sure but it, it's not yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to be like uh, i guess a, it's not trying to be offensive i would say it's no just, it's different it, it is a little the, yeah it's different tonally from the bad like battlefield marketing um the battlefield onesie <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's 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 not trying to I guess what I'm saying is with the silly joke shit, it's not trying to leverage its source material at all. Um yeah. It, it's 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 sort of a different thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It and and just... so I think I think it I think it works and mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to have fun with Call of Duty, not fun with World War 2 is what I would say. Um Yeah, yeah. So and, I, and I really hope that Modern Warfare 2 and the multiplayer continues this trend and and isn't super self-serious and has goofy shit in it because I think it makes the multiplayer a lot more entertaining. Absolutely. That it does sound very silly and enjoyable and I thought all of this like weird stuff was just in Warzone. That's hearing me too. that it's in <laughs> Vanguard is like oh I I don't know how to process that information. <laughs> Snoop, when you when they're doing the because every Call of Duty lobby since Modern Warfare now, you're like, they're just the characters like walking down a road in your party, and it's just like Snoop Dogg next to like this one guy that has like an emoji mask, and then a hardened World War II tank commander. 
(laughs) Also, I forgot to mention Snoop Dogg's hobbies in his bio are listening to K-pop, smoking, and painting. (laughs) Boombaya. Yeah. Uh, It's... um, it's he's on he's on task force executioners unofficially task force 420 um there is also there's another there's a pack of there's another pack where you can get a weed ghillie suit it's like a ghillie suit made of weed leaves and i forgot what it's called it's really funny um but i almost want to get that now too so that i can get get more weed guns for snoop dog to use let's let's see uh how do you that's interesting ghillie suit we call it's it is very funny that there were like four or five games ago we were like uh that is the the blunt force to what is the blunt force drama that's what it's called (laughs) (laughs) uh oh my god yeah is that it, Jeep skin, Doobie, High Rider, the truck skin? Okay. The it's dankness. very funny to me. It's very funny to me that like what for the I feel like it was like in Infinite Warfare or something, they they were like banning people for weed references. And it it, it was they like took out there was there was like it was like very tongue in cheek, the weed references, and now <laughs> Oh, it's just totally like weed ghillie suit the, and Snoop I mean, Dogg. Before it had like, you know, the weed leaf reticles or whatever and like maybe on the gun skins, but yeah, this Right, is... no, these are but these are like no, far, the... far beyond that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's so funny. Um Yeah, even as someone who does not smoke and has no interest. No, in, like, I, I, I don't either. Like the culture Same. is that is very very it's so silly good though. I, I I wish that I liked uh, I wish that I liked weed because I because then I would enjoy it. I don't like it, but I <laughs> and I don't particularly. A lot of the cultural stuff is lost on me from like since sincere participation in the cultural stuff is mm-hmm. lost on me, but I think mm-hmm. blunt force drama is really fucking funny. <laughs> and yeah. I will yes. absolutely use all of the weed guns in Call of Duty. Um yeah, that's Yeah. Like uh, that, you know, World War Two was fought and uh for our right to use the weed guns in Call of Duty. That's yeah. why they went and stormed the, the beaches of Normandy. The guns in this pack are called Bullet Dispensary and Pure Indica. Okay. Well, that was yeah. It's funny, and also you know the game. The game's fine. It's not as uh, it's not Modern Warfare 2019 to me, but it is. It is it better than than Cold War. It when it it kind of came and went. It seemed like Like, well, you know, I I you didn't talk about you're my main Call of Duty point of reference, but it seemed like. Modern Warfare 2, people were hot and heavy with that for a long time. And then Black Ops hit, and people were like, it's not eh, not as good. And then I didn't hear anything about Vanguard, it felt like. Yeah, Modern Warfare was really good. And then um, or Black Cold, War, War, Cold War Cold War just didn't... I just didn't like the way that that game felt. 
particularly. And that seemed to be the general it always consensus had, that I heard. It always had performance issues, not like significant ones, but I'd be playing and you, there were just like, it would just hitch here and there and it was not, mm. it was frustrating. And um, Vanguard, the beta, had similar issues and didn't feel very good to me. And so that's kind of why I skipped it. And then, you know, and rightfully, understandably, obviously, my my buying Snoop Dogg and enjoying a few, a little bit of Vanguard is not an endorsement of Activision's terrible yeah. practices. I mean, that game, I think the conversation around it, I don't know that its sales were hit particularly hard by any of that because mainstream players don't give a shit mm-hmm. and also don't know about those things. But um, from a conversational perspective on like, in gaming media spheres, I think that a lot of those games at that time maybe just kind of were not covered understandably because if you're going to talk about something, Activision Blizzard talk about the harassment that happened yeah. is totally fair. Um, the last that I saw people talking about Vanguard was people from the Vanguard team expressing frustration that their game kind of like expressing understanding, but also frustration that they put so much into this game and that it didn't mm-hmm. end up getting like recognition because of the issues. Although I would argue that I think the reason it didn't get a lot of recognition additionally is because it is another Call of Duty. Um, there's nothing in here that is like mm-hmm. groundbreaking. <laughs> um, Modern Warfare, I think, was more notable because th- it found a way to reset the clock i think on call of duty um prior to what was the one before infinite warfare was the one that came out before modern warfare i think can't remember maybe it wasn't uh, infinite warfare no it was world war Two. yeah and that game was raw uh it was fine but it was it, it was like this feels very stale people were like not it wasn't that it was bad but it was just mm-hmm. not nothing new and i think modern warfare really did turn things around for the multiplayer side anyway and sort of breathe new life and new interest into the series and cold war was kind of a whiff um and uh so vanguard seems like a better game than cold war to me but it's also hard to win Mm. people back and it's still not massively different either um looking at this game rant story it that did have disappointing sales apparently, and then uh, at least when it uh, it came out, it had pretty mixed reviews at best. It seemed uh, from yeah. fans and critics. So, and yeah. and paired with the the whole Activision uh, kind of expose and I think there's a lot stuff of, coming out for a lot of people, it's probably okay. We're gonna go back to to World yeah. War Two again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and people just like keep playing Warzone or whatever. Cause... It's kind of it's kind of weird war. I haven't played the campaign, but the multiplayer, <laughs> silly stuff aside, even if you just look at the base non add on, like the base content that's in there, it's definitely leaning into kind of weird war, like not full on sci fi, but it feel it doesn't feel like it's trying to be historically accurate in any way. Um, like World War Two felt like it was trying to be uh, realistic in its portrayal of the equipment, and then you would also like slide around a corner and hip fire spray an MP40. This game, you also do that, 
but it seems like it's acknowledging that like this is not we're not just keeping our like there are there's a trophy system in this game which is a trophy system is like a thing you put down in a room a piece of equipment and it blows up grenades that are coming in no oh, okay. so they don't hit you they didn't have fucking trophy no. systems in world war ii <laughs> no not at all uh, and they vaguely style it to make it look less like a little computer with tubes on it like it does in modern warfare but it's there's no uh illusions that it's trying to be accurate to the period and i think that works in its favor because it it doesn't feel as it doesn't feel like it's yet another world war ii shooter to me but i can see how on the tin that's what it looked like um and and i also don't think that it is as good as modern warfare um i i for example i'm probably not going to play this game unless my friends are playing i would yeah would probably rather be playing destiny uh if i'm logging in for time by myself right well speaking of sorry listeners but we have to do it we got to do one more destiny Mm -hmm. Uh, check-in maybe we'll do some more in like a month or so like you know if we raid and uh, do all that stuff but if there's you know something to talk about but we did finish witch queen we both did Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm legendary yeah, uh, I did it solo. Pat did it. You did it with a, a kind of a rotating group. It sounded like people in and out um, and different folks. And... I did it with. There was one person consistently there, uh, and one person who kind of dropped in and out a little bit. The early missions I played like four times <laughs> with different people, <laughs> um, sure. which is fine because they're fun. I I think they're they're a good time. Uh, but yeah, there was really one other person that I played through. I think we actually played the whole campaign together nice. um, because I helped him on mission one. I was on mission two. It was very funny. I don't think he listens to this podcast, but shout outs if he does. Um, I think he told the story last yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> that I was playing mission two and he was like, I'm going to be, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I helped him with mission one. Then we had to redo mission two together because he didn't do the in-between steps. Mm-hmm. PSA for people playing Destiny with their friends. You all have to be on this, the quest step to do the mission to get credit mm-hmm. for it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if one person hasn't talked to Ikora or whatever to get yeah. the in-between quest steps, you will not get credit for completing the mission if somebody ah. else launches it, which is a bummer, but also makes sense. It's it's could yes, be more clearly yes. messaged. Um, yeah, but there's because uh, there can be a lot of like in-between steps on some of those, like oh, talk to these people yes. and this person and get this, this item and go here exactly and... the sequence breaking that it would cause would be not great so i get it i do wish that sometimes, it maybe had you a get, little you get items some you get weapons and armor sometimes so yeah yeah it would be nice that if there was some kind of little message just like a question mark or an asterisk or something mm-hmm. and if you mm-hmm. scrolled over it said like ensure all members are on the correct quest step yeah. to get credit or something but it was yeah. whatever it the, those the that the legend now that i've played so much of it solo and you've played the whole thing solo yeah. um with a duo and with a full fire team it is interesting some encounters are much easier solo some encounters are much easier duo and some encounters are much easier with a full team and it's strange but cool i think yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. it feels like a different experience depending on the number of people you're playing with yeah uh every basically every encounter i got to were not every encounter a lot of them were like oh no this is just like a pretty typical firefight and i i can get through it i just have to you know be careful and then i got to some sequences where i'm like 
I can see exactly how this could be executed with two or three people and go so much faster. But because it's just me, I have to go so slow and yeah. uh, all of that, which, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with. I had the time and it, it it's fun to play, even if I'm dying over and over. Like the, the feedback loop is satisfying enough that it's not a problem. Yeah. But yeah. It, just thinking the whole time like oh if i had another person or another two people here like we could do this and this and it would be the problem that you <laughs> run get into this 20 minutes section done in maybe 15 minutes the problem that you run into is for some of those sections is if you had two or three people and they were all yeah. you and you could control them all with your brain yeah. sure <laughs> yeah the, but the problem is you know how there's just times when you're like oh fuck i was like two steps too too far from the pillar yep. and the AOE killed yep. me. Mm-hmm. So multiply yes. that by three. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you really can't die because you get res tokens and, you know, you use them. But you can only revive somebody once. So basically everyone can die one time. And if you die in the wrong order, then you can't. sometimes it would be like the person, same person died two times and then we're like, yeah. well, shit, that was two of our res. So... S- some sections are definitely easier with multiple people, but in some cases, the uh, oh, uh, just... the, yeah. the the like that that mirror section or not mirrors, but the portal, the portal. section. I'll be kind of vague. Don't worry about spoilers. None of this. None of this. There are a couple of narrative things that are like whoa, holy shit moments, but which is cool. We can talk about it in a second, but um, we won't spoil. I wouldn't worry about spoilers for any of the level design because it's all pretty. It's cool, but it's all. You know, yeah. Destiny. Um, the part with the little portals where you move between the levels of that big room, that would be hard solo, I think. That fight. It it, it, it just I, took so long. Like, yeah. The, the fights were pretty, like, typical Destiny fights. And, you know, it, but because it's such a long encounter and you're having yes. to, like, search around for the right portal and things like that. If you die, you have to start all the way over. Yeah. It's like a 20-minute encounter, and then if you die in, like, the last second, you know, the last, like, you know, the last bit of it, it it, it was rough. It's not that much faster with with more people because Mm -hmm. the enemies have so much more health when you play with more people. So um, they are really spongy. Um, And uh, it's cool because it's pretty dynamic in how the enemies are reacting so it doesn't feel shitty that they're spongy i mean it's the kind of game yeah. you're playing it, it if spongy yeah. enemies are a problem for you you probably shouldn't be playing destiny anyway <laughs> no um, um but uh it, it it was very challenging but i do think it was probably um less frustrating with more people but then yeah. like later this that's in the final level later in the final level the first stage of the the big boss fight at the end it kind of has three big stages Mm -hmm. i guess we tried it with the first stage with three people over and over again and it was so hard like we would get to the end and then um three very strong ads spawn uh that are kind of like the core sort of new mechanic type enemy in this in this uh this expansion and we would just get wrecked by them because they have so much health when you have three people and all three of them at once was just like there's no fucking way and then 
my one friend, I one of the group was like, okay, I have to go to bed. And I was like, yeah, I should go to bed too. And then the one other friend stayed up and kept playing. And he was like, this is a cakewalk solo. This is like <laughs> very easy. And I wouldn't say it was very easy. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't yeah. say it was very easy, but comparatively. And yeah, sure enough, I mean, it took me like five or six tries to do it solo, but it was nowhere near as hard to do it solo as yeah. it was with a group of three people. Uh, right. But then the final yeah, boss you've... part mm. I did with two people. And I think that was the perfect number to do it with. I think it would have been mm. much harder solo and much harder with a trio because the sponginess of the enemies with a trio would have made it harder. And mm, the yeah. amount of enemies to manage would have made it hard solo. Uh, sure. So, and there's fewer enemies with fewer people, but still, I still think yeah. it would have been, um, even if you cut the number of enemies in half, it still would have been a lot to to sort of manage solo. So um, it's interesting the way that that campaign, it almost seems like it would be interesting to play the whole thing solo, the whole thing as a duo, and the whole thing as a trio to see how yeah, it, it feels definitely. Um, it, challenge-wise. From your, from your experience, it does sound like it's uh, vastly different, which is funny because you were coming in saying oh it doesn't scale or no that's uh, what i read what if, I, that's what, yeah, what yeah, i was yeah. told well, yeah so you went you went into it thinking it doesn't scale yeah and then time to find out oh it does and it's a vastly different experience it's great uh, yeah uh yeah really cool um and the narrative stuff that happens in the expansion is probably the most interesting narrative stuff i think that they've maybe ever oh, done in destiny 100 uh, percent um like destiny the story is always pretty good to great but the plot of the game is yes. like kind of, kind of whatever it's like, it's I, hard to like actually get like know what's going on or it feels like, Oh, okay. There was a big bad and we just beat them. But what, what happens in witch queen ends up kind of having like massive implications. It like recontextualizes an enormous part of the yes. game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, an enormous part um, of the entire lore. Exactly. Um, um, which is is very cool, and I think my problem historically, maybe the current crop of writers that they have has solved this problem because Witch Queen does not have this problem that I've had with Bungie's work going all the way back to the original Halo. Is I think that they do an incredible job of imagining worlds, um, universes, and coming up with really interesting, you know, groups of people. Uh, you know, between you know, the Covenant is a fa- really cool, fascinating. Uh, like set of sci-fi alien enemies, just like the Fallen are and the Hive are. Um, they do a good job, I think, with characters. I think that like Cortana, Mas- Master Chief, great characters. I think um, that uh, the Ghost is a great character. Obviously, they're drawing on they 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 had a tendency to repeat a lot of their ideas um, with a, with tweaks yeah. from Halo to Destiny. And I think when you step back and watch a four-hour story video or lore video, whether it's about Halo or about Destiny, it's cool. Like, the the stuff that they come up with and the interlocking puzzle pieces are very cool. Sword but, logic is a cool idea. Oh, my God. It's so cool. But, uh, but the problem is that when things are unfolding in real time in Bungie games, they feel a little flat. Like, mm-hmm. I the reason... The, the thing that I remembered... Like, I remember in Halo, even the first one, when it's revealed that it's a weapon, that, like, should kind of be, like, an oh shit moment. In the game, it's like, oh, interesting, okay. Because, like, the way they reveal these things just doesn't pop, and it doesn't 
have yeah. that sort of narrative. Same thing with like the flood when the flood are introduced. It's like okay, this is interesting, but it doesn't feel exciting or like it's really gripping you to pull you forward. And and like similar issues in Halo Two when they reveal the the big plant guy. I can't remember its name. Um, hive mind, right? Hive mind might be. Yeah, that's such a crazy concept that really is like a huge moment. And I remember that sequence being like, this is really cool, but why am I not the grave mind? Grave, grave mind. mind. Yeah. With great name too. Um, it was like, why am I not having the kind of excitement that I feel like I should it, be having around this like, reveal? Uh, but like a lot of that stuff kind of comes out of nowhere. And then it's yeah, like, and exactly. then we got to get, we got to get back to the game and yes. we got to get to shooting. That's a big and, part of the problem. That's why you're here. And mm-hmm. so like, there's like, Oh, Hey, there's this new thing. And I guess, and then, okay, now you got to shoot and you got to run away. And if you read the books, I guess maybe that stuff makes more sense and is more interesting and there's a lot more lore. And a lot of the problem with Destiny is so much of the lore is hidden away in menus. And you have to, if you want to know all of that stuff, you have to go through the menus and read all yeah, this lore. And, and it's frustrating because the way they present it, it's in some ways it almost feels like it's got a bit of a FromSoft sort of thing with the way that you like, there's a bunch of lore in weapon tech, like weapon descriptions. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But the problem is in, in games, in Souls games, what that means is you pick it up and there's like four sentences of text so you pick yeah. up a new item and you read the description and then you think about it while you're walking around fighting stuff for 20 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. In Destiny, it's like you pick it up and it's like a eight paragraph no story. Time to explain. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh man, I didn't really now my friends are talking on Discord and I'm trying to read this this thing that's gonna mm-hmm. take me like five minutes to read and comprehend. Um, there was there was something it was so Aldrin is uh, came back as a uh, excuse as me a, as his a, name is the Crow. Well, now Aldrin uh, died in, Forsa- in Forsaken and mm-hmm. then came back as as a new as a guardian. But there was originally like everyone like thought just suspected that was going to happen. But in like I think it was around Christmas time, there was a ship in the Eververse store. And reading the lore of the ship, like, hinted at. Hinted, yeah. And yeah, that stuff is Aldrin, awesome. Like, was, like, stuff about, like, Aldrin, like, cowering away and hiding because people were angry at him. But he didn't know why because he can't remember his life before being revived yeah. by his ghost. No, I think that's, that stuff is so good. And I think that they have retained that sort of wink and nod. There's, 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 there's depth to the lore and what you can find if you're willing to look for it and then in which queen paired it with actual interesting storytelling that is yes. um compelling and and fun moment to moment even through the missions themselves i think they do a really good job of environmental storytelling not necessarily from like you see a dead body, not like immersive sim environmental <laughs> storytelling, but the design of the environments and where you are. You know, there's are... a lot of skulls and toilets and the Witch Queen. <laughs> there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of like, oh, we're in this section of the throne world and it feels yeah. like it represents the, 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 the 
characters that we're going to look for or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Like when you go down in that pit in Mission 3 and fight that f- fucked boss with the <laughs> the rooms yeah. around the side, it feels I, 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 like it feels like, okay, this is we're going down into hell basically on this throne mm-hmm. world. And um, and so I think that stuff is all really well done. And the way that they build Savathun out into a character in this expansion yes. is really effective. And it's the first time that I have felt any degree of empathy or feelings towards a um, a, a, a villain, I guess I would say. Yeah, I don't know. She, she is the villain of it. Yeah. She's the villain, but... I... Antagonist. That's a better way to put it, because by the end of this expansion, I was like, man, I wish things had been fucking different for this whole mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. it's the first time I've ever had a more complex thought than, oh, that guy will be fun to shoot uh, <laughs> from from an actual yeah. from the plot itself of Destiny, maybe ever. Um, and yeah. So I, I think I'm I'm pretty impressed. And it makes me really this expansion has me back on board in more than a I would just like to do the hard content frame of mind like mm-hmm. shadow keep was the thing that set me off of caring because sure. and it was in part because well and it also helps that part of the reason that shadow keep I was really excited for shadow keep because it was like oh we're finally going to make good on that pyramid thing from the end mm-hmm. of destiny 2's base campaign and then mm-hmm. shadow keep you don't f- learn fucking anything about the pyramids and that there's they're there but it's yeah. like <laughs> I, I feel like that's been kind of the whole thing is like uh, you want to know about the pyramids a little bit yeah it's a problem in beyond light too um yeah and this expansion you it is they make good on I, that thing I, like, in my opinion yes yes and like it's still more like it's coming it's well, coming, but like there, you, is also, you, there is more of a, now it still. feels like a more, yes, it, it feels like more of an immediate threat than it did before. And I guess, um, it, you know, I guess really what it is, is I feel like there's stuff to go on now. I feel like sure. before the concept of the pyramids, and it was fun for like a year, was like, well, we don't know what they are. It, could it be that they're actually not bad guys at all? And that, that really the Traveler's the bad guy? And who yeah. knows? And, and all of that kind of stuff. And... That was fun for like a year. It stopped being fun for me after a year. Yeah. When it became like we're just gonna keep banding about these theories for yeah. three mm-hmm. years, it was like I'm out. But I'm back now, I think, for the, the narrative stuff and to see what I happens. Am. I'm interested in the seasonal narratives now, which has never yes. been the case yeah. because previously it felt like it was just filler shit. Basically, Destiny, I don't think I said this last week. I think it hit me this week. More than even, like, the MCU, Destiny is the most akin to a comic book of pretty much yeah. any piece of media I have seen outside of actual comic books. Because the way that they work is the big expansion comes out, and it's like a big comic book event. Those always happen every year. where They happen multiple times a year, but there's usually one that is the big one. Um, where, you know, if you haven't been playing or reading in the case of comics, you come back and it's not that hard to get caught up. It's not that hard to, you know, it's kind of res- wrestling is also, also the closest, yeah. kind of close to this too, where they are providing an on-ramp for you narratively. Destiny's not good at providing an on-ramp for you 
mechanically, <laughs> but no. narratively, it's not hard to get up to speed on what the current state of things are. And then I've always in the past pretty heavily tapered off because then it's like, well, okay, seasonal stuff. We're going to spend the rest of the year explaining who the crow is or whatever, um, mm-hmm. which is, that's harsh. That's not exactly how it went, but it, it always felt like the seasonal narrative stuff was not that interesting to me, but I think this time around it is because the, the, the way that, that the witch queen leaves things is, I don't want to say a cliffhanger, uh, but it's definitely a, oh, this is the start of clearly of a year of storyline development. Um, yeah. And I want to be in the know for when the next expansion comes out. I want to be caught up. I don't want to have to watch a YouTube video. Yeah. I want to just know. That's uh, Yes, that's so. definitely how I'm feeling right now as well. And I, I went through Beyond Light before. Like last week, I had just gone through Beyond Light. And I finished that. almost and I went, no story I, at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, the story, the story is not great. And so I got to the end, and there's like post-story stuff. It's like, oh, well, you got to do this, and this is happening. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I guess it is happening. very but... cool, but otherwise, yeah. Sure. And it's not well, consequential it, to the narrative. It's just a cool yeah. lore thing. Yeah. Well, is it like where you go down into like the, the, the AI, AI lab? Yeah, 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 I found that. Yeah. yeah. And I just found that because I walked down there. I was trying to find something and I couldn't find it. And I, I didn't find it until there. they gave me the, yeah. the the quest to go there. And it was a cool quest, I will say. Yeah, Cooler than anything sure. in the base game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so but then I, I got to the end of Witch Queen and I was like, I do want to like totally. Marasov and all this yep. stuff like going on because I. I play an Awoken, so I feel extra connected Same. to the Awoken stuff. Same, uh, yeah, totally. And so I, I want to see where that stuff goes, and yep, I'm curious. And doing the seasonal stuff now and seeing what's going on there, I think the Nightmare stuff isn't the most interesting, but the... No. they So they brought back... It's not the exact same as it was back in the Mars... Is it Mars? No, not Mars. Um, What was... God, what what was the Warmind DLC? What planet was that? It was Mars. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was Mars. Uh, so on, yeah, in the Warmind DLC, they had like this, like these towers came up, and then they it called in a bunch of enemies, and then there was like mm-hmm. a, a wave based thing that you're doing, and it's a public event. Now you're doing that. It's not exactly the same. It's a much shorter event. It's only like three waves, I think. Yeah, maybe but it's still, longer, but it's uh, on, on the, the Leviathan, Leviathan. and. Yeah. So going back there and doing those missions, uh, the story missions for that has been cool. Yeah. As someone who did the raid before, um, it is neat, like going in and running around the, doing running the laps and going to the baths and all that. I kind still of stuff. think it's bullshit that the that the the vaulting thing is still complete garbage and mm-hmm. like borderline offensive <laughs> to people who <laughs> spent money on their game and then. Just sure. have parts of it taken away. I, I said all that last week. However, this is the cool way to rotate narratively to rotate pieces yeah. of content back in. And so I think it's yeah. it's neat that it's happening. I didn't ever, I never played Leviathan, so I don't have that same connection to it. But um I think the event is fun and it's neat the way that it, it works. I haven't really dug into it too much because I'm still doing the quest line from the previous season because I'm interested sure. in it. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing, but that stuff is interesting too. Cause you're going in the like psyche of, yeah, of the enemy or, and, yeah. 
and it's interesting. The it's weird and and pretty cool, I think. Um, and Definitely. also, I will say that the strikes that have been coming, the two strikes in Witch Queen are pretty good. There is a strike, and I don't know if it's. I think it's from the season before last, like the season before okay. Witch Queen came out, where because there's this character Keitel who is a cabal empress who you're like teaming up with it's kind of like a tenuous alliance but and so there's a strike from two seasons ago i think it is where you're like trying to get to her to talk or something and her cabal she's like no fuck you and you have to fight (laughs) through this huge like land ship thing it's like this big ass moving building (laughs) And it's, I don't even remember what planet it's on, uh, but it's rad. It's so cool. You, you, you do a bunch of fighting leading up to it and then you get inside of it and it's this big thing there and then it starts moving and it's very clever because it's, it's like a theme park ride in that it's not really mm-hmm. moving, yeah. obviously, but you have to like jump through the parts where the, the treads are housed and the treads wow. are like rotating under you and kicking up a bunch of dirt and stuff. It's very, very cool. And then it has a pretty good boss fight at the end that's simple but but still fun in this big arena. It's it's neat. It's a good strike, uh, which is nice because nice. I think that the strikes from really all of them. No, that's not true. I like some of the base game ones and the the year one ones, but the ones from Forsaken and Shadowkeep I think are. Shadowkeep in particular mm-hmm. are pretty bad. They're just like five minute run through the level, and yeah, and shred everything, and they're not very fun. Um, so yeah, they they definitely it became a thing where if you were high enough level and or had the right gear or whatever it is, it's just you're just running through those things as fast as you can, and yeah, they're kind of made to be that. But also, if that's the goal, why? do them at all yeah i mean originally originally strikes were like you do strikes with your team and to gear up to do the raids they were supposed to be like dungeons in world of warcraft or something and certainly there's dungeons in world of warcraft you just run through them and whatever like i get it's not that that happens but i don't think that they were well represented i will say that we started doing some nightfalls and those are fun i'm i think they're entertaining we're on the hero nightfalls and really want to get to the um legendary ones but yeah well that's how you get the hundred thousand score yeah, or whatever you can do it on hero we got like ninety eight thousand, and mm. if we had just not if we had been a little bit cleaner we would have yeah. done it the first time we went through we ran past some of the enemies and got to the end mm. and had like ninety six thousand, and we're like oh fuck and then the second time we wiped which wipes out your multiplier mm. so we couldn't yeah. get to the hundred thousand but um you can do it it's just easier on legendary because the multiplier is much better yeah so we'll get there Uh, i'm at like 1545 light now i think Mm, wow that's i'm something in the 30s 1530 something once you complete the legendary campaign and get that 1530 set yeah uh to infuse you really hit the gas on the, yeah. the number for a little bit and then it starts to get really slow again 
Um, yeah, but the once you can start getting a lot, yeah, yeah. Once you can start getting pinnacle gear, which uh, is a little more difficult if you're playing solo. But I, there's still a lot of stuff I can do. It I, is, but yeah, I wanna. I so one of the things I want to do is do that grasp of avarice dungeon, which yes. I started solo. And then I got to the first boss, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> have you seen the way that that goes? Like, have you seen, the, like, the, 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 the final boss and stuff? No. Okay. I I won't spoil It's pretty fun. <laughs> the final boss is, it's not that big of a thing. Is it just, like, a big Engram? No, it's not even that goofy. It's, 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 it's not worth building it up, because it's not that, mm-hmm. basically it's like captain avarok or something and okay. and like he's the boss he's something. just a big or... fallen guy yeah uh uh-huh. and he's the boss and he's on like a, a sh- uh, the the husk of a ship and mm-hmm. there's a guy you got to kill that's named the bosun and a guy you got to a, a tracer like a shank that you have to kill mm-hmm. named um m80 so like matey and it plays this music that is like not uh, not quite the Pirates of the Caribbean music, but it's okay. very like adjacent. And okay. we did it, and my friends were talking about it and and stuff. And I was like, and and earlier in the thing, there was some. There was uh, I was talking about how like, oh, this is kind of nautical-y at some point, and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then we got to the final boss, and I was like. It's Matey, a bosun, and Captain Avarok, and it's playing piratey music. This is a pirate thing. And they were like, oh. I was like, what the fuck? How did you guys not pick up on this immediately? Uh, uh, it's, it was yeah, I, I got to this the first boss, and he's kicking my ass. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it solo. Uh, Which one is the first one? Is he the big ogre? It's, it's the big the big ogre. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough it just, to do. It's tough to do. I don't. He, he is so. Uh, well, you know the mechanic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mechanically, I know what to do. Yeah, it's just, he takes. He's well, so if you, much health. If if you want to run it, I don't know if I can get anybody tonight. I'm certainly free yeah. here, so I can. I can. I yeah. can help. Well, I don't know if can, we can uh, maybe work something out. But I don't know if we can duo it. I don't know if I have it in me to even to duo it. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, it's the best part oh, of yeah, that. I, I'm. Oh, well, I guess it doesn't scale. It's just it is the thing it is. So. Yes, exactly. That's why it's really hard to do it solo yeah. or duo. Um, like yeah. the the legendary campaign for Witch Queen, they've said is harder than. Um, I can't remember if it was Master or Grandmaster Nightfalls, but it's not mm-hmm. as hard as a solo dungeon. Is yeah. is the way that they phrased it? But people do solo them. Like they. they no, they, yeah, they I. I I think I soloed the Shadowkeep one. Not yeah. Shadowkeep. Was it Shadowkeep? Uh, the what was it called? I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, oh yeah, no. Oh god, did I? There was a Shadowkeep one. I yeah. Shadowkeep was, was the first one with dungeons. There, right? there was a whole thing with like there was you like a quest a very, where you had to go in there, and there was yeah. like a sec, like a secret boss in there that you, you had need to a fight very specific and, thing. But you do got to get Grasp of Avarice yeah. down because that's how you get Gallarhorn. And yeah, exactly. Gallarhorn is very good mm-hmm. yeah uh very 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 oh. strong very powerful mm-hmm. that is how we killed yeah. the oh. final boss in witch queen was mm-hmm. with dual galarhorning and a warlock power well and alt and it mm-hmm. just we yeah. took down like a, 
a third of her health in one mm-hmm. damage phase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I I solo I did it in about the same. Uh, yeah, like, but with Izanagi's burden and just yeah. like you put f- you you load four bullets into one and then you do like what I will say four thousand four hundred thousand damage is, in a shot. I. I don't think that she... I think the scaling on the health is such that it's not like mm-hmm. they just double it. I think it's more than that because... Maybe, yeah. That first phase of the fight, it was like... With three of us, it was like... uh, We thought we were missing a mechanic because of how small mm-hmm. the chip damage was oh, on yeah. her. And then when I went in and did it solo, I was like, oh, I can just shred her. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing. Yeah. I, Gallarhorn yeah. shots were like taking out like a, a, probably like a sixth of her health, mm-hmm. whereas as a group of three of us, Gallarhorn shots were chipping like a tiny little bit mm-hmm. of the bar. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the scaling is actually exponential. I don't think it's just doubling or tripling what you do solo. Uh, yeah. But anyway, it's 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 interesting. It's in a good place, I think, right now. I'm I'm, I'm yeah interested in more. I think the weapon crafting stuff in Witch Queen is kind of interesting too. It's not like incredible yeah. or anything but uh it's fun to level up my glaive uh, yeah and it, it's nice to be able to you know put a weapon down and go okay i want to change out the exactly yeah the perks and it's, whatever and i don't this like kind of weapon i want i don't like the engram focusing thing that you do in the helm i don't mm. find that system interesting and this is sort of like a different angle on that kind of thing and that's neat yeah um mm-hmm so yeah, I don't know. It's it's in a good place. I want the fucking. I wish Zer would sell catalysts. That's the. Mm, just... I want the fucking oh, Hawkmoon oh, catalyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way to get the Hawkmoon catalyst now is to get it as a random drop from activities, mm. and it can drop in any activity: Gambit, Crucible, mm-hmm. Vanguard, whatever. Mm-hmm. But dungeons, but uh, it has not dropped for me. Two of my friends have it. It's not dropped for me. <laughs> Hawkmoon is. Have you used Hawkmoon before? Um, uh, maybe. When did it come out? I think it's a f- maybe Forsaken. It's not new. It was in the first game. Uh, it was in Destiny One, and then it uh, yeah, added back I... in Destiny Two. I had never uh, used it before, and I was looking at lists of good weapons for raids, and it was like the only hand cannon on the list. And hand cannons are my favorite kind of gun in Destiny Two, and it's so cool. It's like mm. you every time you get it has seven rounds and every time you get a precision shot it stacks a paracausal charge buff that doesn't do anything at first there's no time limit on it the only thing that cancels it is reloading and then the final bullet in the magazine does bonus damage based on the number of paracausal charge stacks Mm -hmm. so basically for a full stack you need to hit six precision shots headshots or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah before the final one and when you do it it plays a noise it the gun gets all like glowy and it plays this like hawk caw noise when it, oh, okay. when you stack six paracausal and everyone can hear it and so <laughs> it, it just and then when you shoot that last round it does like a hundred thousand damage it's like mm. it's the damage pump on it is insane yeah, if, yeah. if you get the full thing so there was one time in a boss fight with my friends where I was hitting my my perfect hawk moons every magazine for like a full and it they were just like god damn you can just hear the hawk moon going and it felt like so good cuz I was like everybody can hear that I'm ripping this up and it it's so cool 
it, it it's nice. very very fun to use. But I need to get the catalyst because I think the catalyst gives it AOE damage too. Ooh, um, I I have no idea even how to get this gun. Um, well, might not even be able to do it right now. Not right now. It was on. We can get it in Engrams and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, okay. Zer had it last weekend. That was I, oh, I that see. was that I was am, how I got it. Speaking of Engrams, exotic Engrams, I am so annoyed because. I've gotten like three exotic engrams doing the just like drops randomly in the in the uh, campaign. Two of them were the same, and an item I I already had, an item I liked, but still like I already had it. So, what the fuck? And then uh, I got a third one today, and it was another item I already had. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> Give me something new, please. Yeah, that's uh, frustrating when that happens. I almost wish that they would say you can't get the same exotic that you already have out of Engrams. But they give you like, like shards you know, have... or something. They give you something pretty good, I think, when you when you de- Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, you know, uh, come on. Uh <laughs> Totally. But, uh yeah, I got to I got to go stop by Zer and he's got kind um, of garbage he's... stuff this week, but He's stuff I don't have though, probably. Yes, uh, stuff I don't have either. So right. I should, I gotta at least go hit him up for the cipher. Um, cipher, no cipher. Oh, oh he's uh, he's still selling Hawkmoon. Uh, he sells because of the season, so he's selling Hawkmoon oh, and Dead Man's Tail each week, okay. so I can get it. There you go. Yeah, I recommend it. It is good. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's Destiny. We won't do a check-in for a little bit, but if we come back uh, after some raids, that might be the next yeah, time. Yeah, I, I will warn that we are planning on attempting to do a raid on Sunday, I think. Well, maybe we're just going to do dungeons. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I will not be available for that. But No, I get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, if if we can get six people, we're going to try to raid on Sunday. Uh, mm, we have a... Good luck with that. Our, isn't, I don't know what the... Oh, I, I don't know what the power requirement is for that i guess you could do we're not gonna do ones. we're gonna do one of the legendary legacy ones because they rotate oh, weekly like, what the legacy yeah, yeah, raid yeah. that you get pinnacle gear for is and mm-hmm. i believe you get pinnacle gear drops from every encounter in the race oh. that's why raids, yeah that, that's how they balance yeah, out raids good. being yeah. more still worth your time over just doing three crucible mm-hmm. matches or whatever because uh, you can get a pinnacle yeah, gear yeah, drop yeah. just for playing three crucible matches um yeah and it's only like fifteen thirty or something for the the mm-hmm. rate. Okay. Well, noise. Uh. Well, that is going to do it for this episode uh, of the podcast, episode two hundred twenty eight of the Gaming Fix podcast on June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two. I've been your host Andre Cole, aka the Wet Gamer, aka your partner's favorite video game controller. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays. And thank you to Jeff Davis for our wonderful theme music. We appreciate it on social media, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, at StrangerPeace. And uh, good luck to Allison uh, as she deals with her... Continues to move. Uh, continues to move uh you know hopefully we all continue to move uh you know in the in the living sense but uh yeah good luck allison you stick it out through that heat wave be back soon to the podcast and uh also we didn't we should have said something up at the top of the show but 
yo, uh, the Roe v. Wade situation sucks, but we're two white dudes, so we are not really the people that we should be hearing no, talk about I mean, this kind of stuff. Support the people with uteruses wanna... in your lives and donate to local yep. um, local organizations that are supporting reproductive rights and getting um, getting people the health care yep. that they need. And um, do that over any kind of donation to uh, political campaigns or national abortion services. Um, the, 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 the places that are in your local community need the money a lot more and mm -hmm. they're not that hard to I'm find donating i'm donating thirty six hundred dollars a month to joe manchin somebody who's good at the economy <laughs> please help me my family is yeah. dying yeah i mean the this is the, this is the, you don't get trapped into thinking that you know you need to donate a bunch of money to political candidates they're fine um the there are uh, and also just just spend 10 minutes researching it i see a lot of i've seen a lot of people on twitter not that i'm trying to like shit on anybody it's good to be engaged and interested saying like well i'm donating to planned parenthood because i don't know where else to donate i promise you if you google local abortion services mm -hmm. you know lo local health care for people with uteruses like you'll find that information yeah. in a few minutes i it will not take you that mm -hmm. much time and you can do 10 minutes of research to make sure they're legit and see where their locations yeah. are and give them money uh, which is something you yeah. should do no, one of the things that I might recommend you look into is th like services or organizations that will help people in states where they're where they're risk or don't have abortion services, uh, and will get them to places that will provide those services. Yep. Uh, like Oregon is uh, putting up a front with California and Washington to help people uh, who maybe their state will outlaw or have outlawed, and blah blah blah. Yep. Uh, they can come to Oregon or California, Washington, yep. get the services they need and go back. And, and if you, uh, if there's anybody in neighboring states, you know, like Idaho is a big one that just had some pretty mm -hmm. horrific legislation that's, that's going to go into, to, to, uh, who needs help finding those services and needs support in Washington, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at PJC plays. And I'm more than happy to try to find, um, assistance. So yeah, we're all going to be in this together and, um, the regardless of how how little hope i tend to have for the political situation it doesn't change the fact that when people are suffering being hopeless doesn't help those people either so uh, you know mm -hmm. d do that on your own time and do the work to help people uh mm -hmm. when when you can yeah. yep uh i i think all these uh people who get in the rights taken away they should just get like one free pass to act like their favorite team won a big sporting event and they get to burn a city down Sure. You know, uh, that's, yeah. You know, that's just, you know, just throwing that out there. They should, yeah. Just one free pass. Yeah. Go burn a city down. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, okay. It's okay for the sports fans. It's okay for you. Just do, or, or like, if your dream has always been to, to appear on like a show about like people who do like handy jobs and you're interested in the idea of like bricklaying, um, you know, just, just explore that that fantasy of, of working with, with your hands, working with bricks, and, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some ceramics uh, could be good. Uh, it's a yeah, popular... Ceramics, uh, ceramics do tend to break when you throw them at things. And so, you know. Depends well, on whether you want to break the thing you're throwing I, or the thing you're it, throwing it at. It, yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, and on that note, we'll wrap up Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Gaming Fix Podcast. Bye.
stay wet gamers